0: Welcome back to another episode here on Coach's Corner. I am Polly Barr, the founder of Identity of One Coaching, and I specialize in helping men and women like yourself break free from your past and identify your true identity, which will uncover your gifts and talents that are on purpose for your life of freedom. As you dive into this podcast, grab a pen and pad, your favorite flavored coffee, or whatever you may be into this very moment and get ready for tips and nuggets to help set you free. If there is anything on any one of these episodes that has brought value to your life, do me a huge favor, my friend, and drop me a review down below here on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow me on Spotify and iHeartRadio, and we're also on Audible and Pandora and all of your favorite podcast apps. So with that being said, let's dive in. Well, here we are. Welcome back to another episode here on Coach's Corner. I am Polly Barra, and I am so excited because today we have a very special guest, Simone Canego, and we met on Clubhouse, and so we connected, and, and hey, we're here today to have an awesome conversation. So give you a, a little feedback of who she is. Simone is an author, a motivational speaker, and her best-selling book, The Extraordinary Unordinary You. That book right there, just the title just really stood out to me. And I'm like, wow. And so she details her journey of adopting three of her six children, recounts her climb of Mount Kilimanjaro. I hope I said that right. You did. And shares all of the funny, scary and inspiring stories that came along the way. She also believes deeply that changing the way that you see yourself can help the world around you change so I encourage everyone who is watching on YouTube or listening on Apple to go to her website and I will I will um, highlight that here in a few moments but Simone do us a huge favor my friend and let us you know tell us a little bit about yourself and let's dive into this awesome conversation
1: absolutely thank you so much for having me here tonight um, what an honor so yeah I'm um, I'm a mom of six. Um, I've done a lot of different things in my life, and you know, honestly, for a long time, I struggled with who I felt like I was supposed to be versus who I really wanted to be. I think we all do that, right? Like, we there's so many pressures on us to be something that we're not, um, and it really took a moment for me to. Um, I'm 48 years old now, so I was in my 40s when I had that aha moment where, you know. I don't need to compare myself to anybody else. I just need to be me. And so all the things that I've done in my life, I've realized, you know, all it's all the little things that really do inspire the people around us. Um so that's kind of the message I'm I'm trying to share. I like I said the, you know, having six kids, um that's a Every day is, is a different, uh, di- different reality show, <laughs> um, but it's been an amazing, amazing life. But it, it did take, you know, years of kind of figuring out, you know, where do I need to be? What am I supposed to be doing? And, um, and I realized I was exactly where I needed to be and I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be. I don't need to be anybody else.
0: I totally love that because I was about probably 38, 39 years old when I got married to my first and only wife. Um, and I was at a place where I, I was I was really trying to figure out who I was, what my purpose was, um, just the desires of my heart and all of these different um, areas of my life. And I was trying to fit this mold, like you said, trying to fit this mold into what other people said that I was or what life had given me, or the choices that I made that created this path. And so we're the same age, which is awesome. So we're right there on that same cusp. And I love what you're saying. And so, you know, this conversation is really going to inspire someone to really truly look inwardly to say, okay, you know what? I'm tired of looking outward. I'm tired of the selfies. I'm tired of the B side of the tape. I'm tired of the filter. How do I get to a place where Simone is? Right. And that's where we want to dive into. And so let's talk a little bit about um the book because I want to highlight that. Just the name of it. Let me let me scroll back down here on my notes. <laughs> but the extraordinary, 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 unordinary you. That's power. So, tell us a little bit about the book, so that people know what they're getting into. But explain that title.
1: Yeah. So, I always say that I'm just an ordinary girl. Um, I'll go into the i just" thing later, but um, I am an ordinary girl, right? Like I'm, I'm, I am a mom. I am a wife. I, you know, I go to the grocery store. I do the laundry. Um, but, but I'm also at the same time, I'm unordinary right i'm unique in my own way and the things that i've done in my life have led me to extraordinary moments extraordinary and an, and overall an extraordinary life i mean all these little things that we do the choices we make bring us to where we are um the book itself is really about realizing what you're capable of and recognizing that the things you do every day really do inspire the people around you, that you matter. The things you do matter. Your words matter. Um, and so I was, after having six kids, I had the opportunity in a leadership role to go and speak on some different stages. And people would say to me, Oh, you're so inspiring. And I'm thinking, Me? You know, like, you know, again, that that thing where we don't feel like we're enough. And, you know, it was those moments that really kind of opened my eyes to say, wait, it's not just me. It's everybody. We are all, you know, we are all extraordinary. We all have these amazing stories. And when you have a conversation with somebody and they and they tell you about their life, I think they have the realization, wait, I have a lot to tell as well, which is really important to me. I love talking. So. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. You know, I was um, in this conversation um, the other day, you know, but but backing up real quick, I love what you were saying about you're an ordinary person. You do the laundry, you do the dishes. I mean, I literally just loaded the dishwasher and, and coming downstairs because my wife works from home as well. And so it's it's so important that our listeners understand, listen, we all got the same kind of lives. It's just different levels. It's different geographical areas it's different emotional states whatever but i was having this conversation with some with a a a very good friend of mine the other day and she says what made you decide to to be a coach and i said that's not something that i decided it was something that was pretty much one of my callings because i was constantly even in you know in my younger days even though i would I really didn't know exactly what I was saying but I was always kind of like someone's shepherd like always mm-hmm. trying to protect and say listen I, I don't I don't think that's the right path for you to go down and so I don't think it's just something that that somebody just grabs from the air and says I'm going to be this awesome coach it comes with life experience right and and so in those moments it's like when she asked me that I really had to think about it for a minute and I said you know it wasn't the easiest thing for me to do because I I had to still work through my stuff. And when I when I'm helping people or, you know, aiding people, I'm still learning through that process. And I'm sure you were when you were writing a book, right?
1: I learned something new every day. And I learn something from everyone I speak with, right? I mean, so, you know, and I think that's another really, you know, important thing to remember is that we all struggle right so just because you know i'm a motivational speaker or an author doesn't mean that you know i have all the answers and that i know every moment how to fix something you know i know how i want to move forward and it's always with positivity a lot of times it's with humor i always feel like you should lead with humor um but you know Everybody struggles, right? So like understanding that piece as well. As an ordinary girl, you know, I have my struggles. And it's the way I approach things, the way I look at things that I feel like gets me through the hard times because I always – I am definitely the – um glass half full kind of girl. Um, My friend calls me positive Patty, but I'm, I'm proud of that because I bring that to the table, right? So like if someone's having a hard day, I always bring the positive back in. And sometimes I need people to bring it to me too. You know, I mean, that's just how it works. Um, But going back to your comment about, you know, how you, you didn't choose what you were doing right now. Like being a coach was like a really, you know, it was kind of, Brought to you, um, you know. I've tried a lot of different things in my life. I've, you know, I've been uh, a, a teacher. I was in medical sales. I'm a CPA. Um, so I have all of these these pieces, but I never felt completely fulfilled until I realized that really what I'm supposed to be doing is as a storyteller, sharing my story, sharing my life, the good, the bad, the funny, the sad, um, to inspire other people. Um, Because again, um, if you want to look at chaos, we have lots of it. And I love to, you know, I think it's really important to share all parts of our lives, not just the shiny stuff, because, you know, you can see that on Facebook. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to talk to me about that. I can tell you it all. So
0: Absolutely. I love everything that you were saying. And so earlier you had said, I am just a ordinary. Mm. Right. So but then you were like, I'll get to that just later. So explain that because I have my perspective on I'm just. So give me yours because I would love to hear it.
1: Yeah. So um, I don't use I'm just anymore. Um, that used to be a big thing of how I would introduce myself, right? You know, you'd hear people saying what they did, you know, oh, I'm a CEO of this company, I'm this. And I'd be like, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, or I'm just Rob's wife, or I'm just... And I've been married since I was 21, so we've been married 27 years. That's an accomplishment in itself. Um, not, I mean, he's an amazing guy, not that, just the number of years. Um, but, you know, I think really choosing our words. and And when you say things like that, You're underrepresenting yourself. You know, I am this, I am that. And the other thing in our house is we don't use the word can't because we say can't means won't. Um, Really can't differentiate that, right? So can't means won't. So, you know, I really think it's important that we are proud of who we are exactly the way we are and that we shouldn't have to change for anyone else. And again, my outlook is that. You know, you need to change the way you see yourself, not change who you are.
0: I love that because we're on the same wavelength. Because when I hear people say, I'm just this, I correct them. And I say, No, you are not just Melissa. You are not just an ice cream man driver, right? Mm-hmm. You are not just a janitor. You are a janitor. You are wherever you are positioned, whether people believe in God or not. I believe in God. So I say, wherever God has positioned you, that's where your gift is used. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's 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 imperative that we watch our words. And you said something very um, profound. I have a, a friend of mine, Bruce Pulver, that wrote this book, Above the Chatter, Your Words Matter. And so mm-hmm. everything is all about words. And there is death and life in the power of the tongue. We can speak life, or we can speak death. And when we're when we're saying, I'm just this, guess what? We're hearing it. And now that, that dialogue is playing all the time. Well, I'm just this and I'm just that I was that guy. But now when people ask me, like, it was kind of hard for me to say, even up to about a year ago, I'm a coach. I'd be like, well, I coach people, but now it's like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I'm a coach. And then I explain how I coach and they're like, oh, wow that's cool. Like what made you want to coach? And then we get into that whole conversation because somebody corrected me and said, you are a coach. You already have clients. So continue to tell people that you're a coach because this is what you do.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we have to be proud of who we are and what we do. And, you know, saying when someone says, I'm, I'm just a janitor. Do you know how much work that is? I mean, I couldn't be a janitor. Like, I mean, let's look at all these things that, you know, how, how much people contribute to society. Like we're all integral to the fabric of society. You know, we might, you know, be different, um, but our value is always the same. And I think that's a really important piece to, for all of us to remember and to remind ourselves on a daily basis.
0: That is so awesome. This is so, so good. So what I want to do now is I want to go into, um, let's talk about your experience of climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. What was that all about? I checked out the website and I'm like, man, she's like hiking everywhere. So let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, that was a really unique experience. Um, I decided to um, do that hike with an organization called the LiveStrong Foundation. So, um, I'm big into philanthropy, and I figure if you're going to give me a challenge mixed with philanthropy, all the better. Um, so that's what we did. We raised money for the LiveStrong Foundation. I traveled with um, 16 perfect strangers, um, and what I can't imagine a better leadership experience, figuring out how to work with a team of people that you don't know. You don't know anything about their personal lives, how they behave at work or how they, you know, interact with other people. And now you're climbing, you know, to the summit, 19,341 feet. Um, and you have to figure out how to work as a team and, so that in itself was life changing, right? Figuring out how to how to work together, the level of patience, the um, understanding, you know, helping, empathy, you know, all of these things where, you know, you're you're working. It's not just a regular leadership thing where you can go into your office and close the door. Um, But it was, it really was uh, life changing for me. And to accomplish that, you know, I trained probably about six months. I probably could have trained for longer, but it it went well, it went great. And, you know, for my kids to see that, um, you know, obviously I took time away from my family to go do this, but I think that it's really important for my kids to see that you can do anything that you put your mind to if that's what you want to do. and going back to what you said before when I, I I used to say the I'm just. So not only is it making me feel that I'm not worthy, but my kids see that as well. Right. So it's affecting the way they talk about themselves. So that's why I think even beyond me, but how I interact with my children is so important for them to have that level of self-esteem. Because again, with social media, everything's in their face every day. And so building that you know, from the beginning, I think is really important.
0: That is so, so awesome. I heard a familiar story actually from my coach when he was going through his self-development I'm not sure if it's the same organization, but he was talking about the same thing about they were on this mountain and um, it was some somewhere here in the States. Um, and uh, there was a guy that 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 was there at this retreat and he was in a wheelchair. And so everyone had to help him up this mountain. And it was this team effort. And he was like, bro, like this is. It, it's a it's a total game changer, because like you said, you don't know these people from Adam, but you're all working together in order to get to the place where everyone wants to get. And that is there's so much power in that. And so it's it's just um, amazing at what your perspectives will change. And I know that you're all about perspectives because I went to your <laughs> like page. And you know, followed you, and, and I'm I'm sitting there going, you know what? All of these posts are so awesome because it's changing people's perspectives. Whether someone is the same religion, the same culture, the same race, the same color, does not matter when your perspective changes, especially with a year like 2020, everyone yep. <laughs> everyone's perspective had to change, right? So, how did your perspective change climbing that mountain, working with people? like dive into that, to that deep inner part of your heart saying, okay, this right here totally changed my life.
1: I think so many, many pieces of it really did, um, change my life. Um, but really working as a team and so many of the people that were on the trip were, um, are cancer survivors. And so, you know, watching them push themselves after they've gone through so many treatments. I mean, the amount of respect I had, um, you know, to, to watch them, you know, really challenge themselves to the max um, and nobody gave up. Like, you know, that was the other thing about perseverance. Like you, you have a goal in your head and you, you go through with it. Um, That was another big piece I, I brought away from it is that how, you know, there, you know, I fail all the time. I make mistakes all the time. And that's okay. I get back up. That's what we do. Um, and never to take a failure as, you know, the end of anything. It's the beginning of a new, a new piece that's going to happen. Um, but the perseverance part, I think, is always so important. No matter what the outcome is, it's the journey that is, you know, what what you're doing along the way. That's the true outcome for me. It's not whether I get to the finish line, it's all the things that I've I've done along the way. So there's so many powerful pieces about that trip, but really, I think, you know, that the working with a team of strangers that became very, very close friends um, and just watching people, you know, persevere and really one foot in front of the other, even when things were so challenging because they wanted to honor, you know, whether it was a family member who had passed away from cancer or someone that was in treatment right now or themselves. Um, so it was really Really powerful, really special.
0: Wow, that is so. Um, that's awesome. I mean, just everything that you're saying is just totally awesome. I was talking to um, a, a friend of mine, and she was telling me about this program. It's, I, I believe it's, it's in Texas, um, where this lady has this this team, and they go out and they get all these, you know, entrepreneurs, and I'm talking, you know, uh, just big money, right? But then she goes and grabs probably 20 or 30 homeless people, gets them ready, showers them up, dress them, and everyone is in this networking meeting and nobody knows who's who. It's not about, uh, you know, uh, this is my business. No, they just bring out topics and then everyone shares and discusses what, what, what their mindset is. And at the end of the meeting, then she presents these people here aren't as fortunate as the rest of us here. And it changes everyone's perspective because everyone has a voice. Right. And yeah. Yeah.
1: I want, but, I want to learn. I actually, I want to learn more about that program because I think that's amazing. Um, You know, I think um, so many times we, we put labels on ourselves and on other people. And I truly believe the only label we should have is human. Um, You know, I on. think everything else is, you know, diversity and everything is so important to our society. You know, like there shouldn't be judgment based on anything, but are you kind? Are you, you know, do you lead with as a good person? I mean, that's really to me, the only things that, that matter.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So man, this is all good. I mean, we can go for hours just Mm -hmm. on that topic. So um, going into your children, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that you are instilling all of these values into your children. So you have six children, right? Six children. Adopted three.
1: Adopted the youngest three. Yep.
0: So what were you? So what were your some some of your extraordinary moments that you had along that adoption journey?
1: Oh, uh, you know, it's there. <laughs> can we talk for like three hours? Yeah. Um, you know, so many, so many amazing moments. Again. Um, So we had, we already had three biological children when we adopted. And, um, I think really seeing, you know, the, this journey through all of my children's eyes to see, you know, the change in our lives, how much more we appreciate things are, we have, um. Two children from Ethiopia, and then they're now 16 and 13, and then our 14-year-old is from South Korea. And when they came home, so Ari, who's 16, he was four and a half years old at the time. Um, and you know, it's it's completely starting over, right? These kids start at a at a place of loss, and you know, we're just trying to build things up, right? I mean, we can't we can't replace anything and we would never try to, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, I'm hoping later in life that they will choose to return home and I call it home, return home and kind of see, you know, who, you know, what their life was like and try to make those connection points because, um, you know, I think it's so important. And I had friends say to me, you know, well, what if they decide to stay? And then I said, well, then I've done my job because, you know, again, the more people that love you, the better, the more people that love my children, the better. Um, but you know, we have all kinds of crazy stories, all kinds of, um, funny stories, but I think that maybe one of the most powerful ones, um, you know, really was when I met Ari. So four and a half years old and, you know, we walked into the orphanage and, he was eating his lunch. Um, he had, um, rickets. So obviously he he was malnourished. Um, and I sat down next to him and they had prepared him that we had to send a photo album. So they, you know, had an expectation of who was coming. And so I sat down next to him and, um, he fed me some of his food and then he, um, you know, held my hand and he wouldn't let go. And to me, like that was that was all I needed for sure. But that was just such a powerful moment for me because this child had been through so much already, um, and like I felt safe, and I am safe, you know. I'm, I've, I'm always there. That's that's my that's my job is to, you know, to be there for him. Um, but we have amazing kids, and we have um, one other story I'll tell you about our adoption process is that. Um, we wanted to make sure the right choice for us was to make sure all of the kids were involved in the process because it's not just me raising these children, right? It takes a village and the village involves everybody else in this house. Um, so we um, would take a blind vote each time. And obviously when they were really, really little, they just thought, oh, it's great. We we'll get another sibling. Um, but for our last adoption, you know, when we were discussing things, you know, okay, now we're like really filling the minivan with, with six children are, you know, everybody's got to be on board. And so, you know, I handed them a piece of paper and a pencil and instantly Olivia wrote her answer. She pushed it back to me and I said, Olivia, you didn't, you didn't hesitate. And of course her answer was yes. And I said, you didn't hesitate when you wrote your answer. And she said, mom, we're talking about the life of another child. How could anyone vote? No okay, bingo, job done. (laughs) So, you know, um, I have really amazing kids that are um, really supportive of, you know, everything we do. They have great open minds. They, um, and they're just kind souls. And I'm, I'm really, I'm a lucky lady.
0: That is awesome to hear from a, you know, a child saying, listen, when it comes to a life, I mean, who would, who would say no, you know what I'm saying? Because where there's a will, there's a way, I mean, ends will always meet somehow. You know what I'm saying? When people come together, when families come together, love conquers all. Kindness conquers all, no matter, no matter what people want to think or say, you know, love conquers all. And I just think that's amazing because like you said earlier um, and I love this statement because I, I tell people the same thing is like, listen, when you're changing, you're not only changing for you, you're changing your marriage, you're changing your children, you're changing perspectives. You're going to walk into work one day and and people are going to be like, who is this? I said, mm-hmm. and you yourself will look in the mirror one day and, and you might get a little bit afraid, like saying, who is this person? I don't know this person because every, all of life struggles have been placed on you. And that's one of my, uh, Not one of my, but the thing that I do is I help people uncover all the stuff. And then you find the gift and the talent. And that's what brings people freedom is being able to know, you know what? I'm not what people say that I am. This right here, this is my gift. I'm going to cherish this thing. I'm going to move forward in this thing and I'm going to be good at it. And so that's just, I mean, there's just so much power. So as we wrap it up, explain to our listeners again you know, what do you mean by changing the way that you see yourself? And then why did you write the book?
1: You know, I, again, I think that we, we put these labels on ourselves. Society pushes labels on us as well. Um, and I think that we, you know, it's really important for us to look at ourselves and be proud of who we are. Um, and so for me, changing the way I saw myself was taking away these labels of I'm just, a" or I can't do this. Um, you know, and really looking at, you know, what I can do, um, and all the things that I want to do and that I am this and to really be proud of, of myself for all of these moments. You know, one of the other things I wanted to mention is a lot of times I've, I've heard women say, um, you know, I took time off from my career to raise my children, you know, and, and sometimes you hear it And yes, it's a statement, but sometimes you hear it in a way where you're like, you know, there shouldn't be no guilt involved in that. Like you should be proud. I am staying home to raise my children because bringing great humans into the world is one of the most important things I can do. Um, So I think that we really have to, you know, kind of change that piece. We have to change the way we talk to ourselves. Yes, I talk to myself, but, you know, I think like we have to, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, I am more, than, and not just enough, I am more than enough. And I think that, you know, that is, for me, that's such an important piece of, of who I am. Um, you know, why I wrote the book, I just felt like it was really important to share my stories. I mean, this is, this is what I do. Um, you know, if I want to inspire people then i have to share it all right so when i first started writing um the kids were like you're going to talk about us i'm like yeah i'm going to talk about you um you know what but it's i think it's been a really positive thing for them as well to learn more about themselves learn more about me and for ha- for i mean again for people to read it and say that wow i never thought about it like that before Okay, I've done my job. Like I think that to me is is really really important and really, really powerful. Um, but i again, I just wanted to to share my life, um share my stories. and if my stories can help one person, you know, if I go on a podcast and it can impact one person, then I have done my job
0: absolutely. here's here's what I'm hearing. You're doing it to serve people.
1: Yeah, I'm doing it to serve people.
0: You are here to serve people, um, you know, books and and motivational speaking and all of that and and all that that comes with it as long, uh, you know, as far as finances, that's all the byproduct of servanthood. And that is that is powerful. And I love that you said if I could just reach that one person, because I'm all about the one. If Mm -hmm. I could just build one person, I don't know how many people that person can build. And so. So many times, you know, people will say, you know, I just want to, I just want to help the world. I'm like, listen, give me two or three people. If I could work with two or three versus trying to, trying to work with 25, I just need two or three at a time and just keep, just keep building the world. Right.
1: Those three work with three and those nine work with three, you know, like, so, I mean, the compounding effect of, of that, the ripple effect is, is tremendous. And, Um, you know, and, and for me, as I, as I, you know, share my messages and if I can impact one person, then that fills my heart, right? So Mm -hmm. that's the gift that I get back, um, in exchange and, you know, giving to me is much better than receiving. And so far it's served me well. We'll see how it goes.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> I'm sure it's going to end up great. So let us know where we can find you um, and where's the best place to connect with you.
1: Yeah. So my website, I'm the only Simone Canego in the world. I love to say that because, you know, again, going to the unordinary piece, right? right. I'm, I'm the only Simone Canego in the world. So uh, my website um, and... I'm on Facebook and also Instagram. If you just search Simone Canego, you will find me, um, and and reach out. Like I would love to have a conversation. Shoot me an email. This is what I'm here for. I'm here. I'm here to have a conversation. I'm here to hear your stories and share my stories. So, um, don't hesitate, please.
0: Absolutely. Well, Simone, thank you so much for coming on Coach's Corners podcast. Um, this has been um, enriching. Um, I myself have have followed you on Facebook. Um, I can't wait to see more of those posts um, that are going to, you know, help change people's um, perspectives. And so uh, those that are listening, all, of, you know, all of these, all of her links will be down in the show notes down below here on Apple. And those that are watching YouTube as well, they will be there uh, down below. So Simone, thank you once again. Thank you for taking time out of your six wonderful kids to come and spend time with us. All right. So thank you so much. Awesome. With that being said, we'll catch on the next episode and uh, God bless.